0: Shaped by Brown, Shaped by Brown, Shaped by Brown. Welcome, welcome, welcome to the show. Thank you for tuning in to my podcast today. Today, I have an amazing guest on the show today. And my guest will be talking about diabetes, education, and things that you can do to control your diabetes. But before we get into introducing her, Please go check out my podcast that is featured on iTunes, Spotify, and various other platforms across the country. Thank you for joining. So today I have a special treat for you, ladies and gentlemen. I have Marlissa Brown. She has, boy, over 30 years of experience in culinary arts, 22 years experience in nutrition, medical care, chronic disease, sports nutrition. She is an expert in nutrition, food trends, tolerance, food service, you name it. And boy, she's given lots of speeches, hundreds of speeches. She's consultant over 18,000 patients. She's worked with Fortune 500 companies She's developed multi-million dollar consumer health and infomercial products. She's worked with New York Jets and she's just done a lot in the space of health, nutrition, and wellness. And so I want to introduce you guys to Marlissa Brown. Marlissa, good morning.
1: Hi, how are you? Boy, I sound old. <laughs> oh
0: no, you're you're young at heart, definitely.
1: Or at least that part.
0: Yes, most definitely. Well, glad to have you. How are you doing today?
1: I'm doing great. I'm happy to be here.
0: Good, good, good. Well, you are you hail right now in the city of, uh, you're in the, New York, correct?
1: I'm, I am in New York. I'm in Deer Park in Long Island. It's great over here. It's a little cold,
0: though. Oh, yes, yes, definitely. Definitely. It's that time of the year. Well, yes, I wanted to bring you on and excited to have you and... Would you like to share um, just a brief intro? I know I I've, I've gave an intro, but you would like to give a brief intro of who you are and uh, what you bring to the table?
1: Well, sure. So um, my private practice where I've been working with patients has been for over two decades, and I'm certified as a diabetes educator, so that would make me excited to talk about today's topic. And I've written um, four books on gluten-free um, disorders and food allergies.
0: That's awesome. Awesome. Well... I am definitely ready to let our audience hear some great information about diabetes. I have a lot of listeners that um, have diabetes type one and type two, and I wanted to give them an expert like yourself, uh, the mic to give them some great information on what diabetes is, how to control it, and all those great things. So um, if you could tell me. Uh, what excites you about helping others with diabetes?
1: So I guess if I was going to say the most exciting thing when I'm working with patients, if we could use it as exciting, is when somebody comes in and they've been having poor options as far as how to control their diabetes, and they feel frustrated and overwhelmed, And we identify the one or two things that they're actually doing that they didn't know that they were doing wrong that makes all the difference in them getting under control. I mean, yesterday I had somebody here and he came in and he wasn't taking certain medications and he wasn't testing his sugars and he didn't even understand what he could do with that information. And his numbers were out of control. And I gave him some pointers when he was here his very first visit that he was able to take home and start using that he wouldn't have done if he hadn't come here before. So I would say that would make me excited because I'm helping somebody to get past something that they weren't able to get past before.
0: Oh, that's great. That's great. Now, for diabetes uh, out there, those that don't know, there are two types. Can you explain those two types of diabetes and um, what they are and go from there?
1: So it's funny. Yes, there are absolutely two types. Although sometimes they say there's types that are somewhere in between. The type 1 diabetic is a person that has no longer the ability to produce insulin. So the pancreas produces insulin and that insulin is used to move blood sugars from your blood into your cells in your body. So when I move during the day and I'm active during the day, the the food that I eat gets converted into sugar, which goes into my blood and it gets moved from my blood into my cells with insulin. If I don't make any insulin, I have to be given insulin and the insulin is usually given by injection. If I don't take insulin, then I'm not going to be able to survive. If I'm a type two diabetic, It means that there's a multi-system disorder. So it could be that I'm still making insulin, but not making as much as I used to, or I'm making it, but it's not being produced as quickly as it needs to be. My cells could be resistant to my existing insulin so even though I'm making it it might not be doing the job the way it's supposed to and my liver which stores sugar may be independently dumping and not dumping sugar appropriately for my needs so it's a multi-system disorder and that's why there's so many different pills and sometimes people need pills mm. plus, yeah
0: I got it yes definitely that's great information and I wanted to know can a type 2 diabetic um control the diabetes
1: through their food choices their nutrition okay so that's also a great question so depending on how long you've had diabetes and depending on how poorly your system is functioning you usually can i've had many people that came in that got in here early enough where we were able to manipulate their diet in such a way, combining foods so that the blood glucose didn't shoot up as high as it should. Like, so for example, um, carbohydrates generally increase your blood sugar. You do need carbohydrates in your diet, but you don't want too many. So we would mix the carbohydrates with higher fiber choices and a little bit of fat and different things together. So their blood sugar didn't shoot up as high and didn't shoot down as low and kind of keep them in the middle all the time so their numbers were good. But if you have the diabetes a long time or if you've been poorly managing it, what ends up happening is that some of the systems don't necessarily rebound as well. And then that's when you actually absolutely need to have medication on top of diet and exercise and stress reduction, et cetera.
0: Very good. Very good explanation. And they, those that have... uh, How do you know that there's those systems that are not rebounding? What are some symptoms?
1: So, so first you won't, if your blood sugar is just a little bit high, you're personally not going to have symptoms. You might just feel a little fatigued or, you know, may not fight infections as well. Um, You may feel a little bit more hungry than usual or be running to the bathroom a little bit more often. But usually if your sugars aren't really, really high, you usually don't have symptoms yet so it'd be more so to get tested with your blood sugar so like if you went for a physical let's say once a year um, they would check your fasting blood sugar uh, but if you suspected that you might be having some blood sugar issues because your family has a history of diabetes you could ask the doctor to run an a1c and the A1C is an average blood sugar over a three month period. And that average blood sugar, if it's running at a certain point, you'll be able to see if somebody has diabetes or early on diabetes, or if they're just diabetic and a little bit poor control. So if your A1C normally, if you didn't have diabetes was less than five, seven, and if pre-diabetes was 5'7 to 6'4, if you were, were told you had diabetes, you were 6'5, and then you went back to the doctor, let's say four months later or three months later, three months is actually the ideal amount of time, and you went from, let's say, 6'5 to 6'9, and then you worked on your diet, and you still stayed at 6'9 and went to seven, one. we could be saying, okay, this person's making dietary changes, this person's exercising, right. this person's doing stress reduction, numbers are still going up, you know what? We might need to add a medication. I
0: uh, gotcha. Now, so how often... So should a normal person or, or someone that's healthy or you know, not uh, diagnosed with diabetes, should they check their A1C just as you're checking your blood pressure just to, just to make sure that your A1C is uh, average?
1: Well, I think if you have a strong family history of diabetes... Or if you've had a recent change in weight, like where you gained a lot of weight, or you've had um, a lot of inactivity, um, you should at least ask the doctor on an annual screening to run it to see where you're at, at least the baseline. Because sometimes people going, you know, for several years before that fasting blood sugar just happens to be high enough where they identify it. And you could be going pre-diabetic or diabetic for a while. Before it actually gets picked up on an annual physical, if you just go for the fasting blood sugar, so I would say, yeah, I would I would say at least at least occasionally have your A1C checked on an annual physical and see where you're at. Are you pre-diabetic? Are you normal? Are you above normal? Gives Great you good- information. Heart.
0: Great information. Now the um, it's a silent. It could be a silent killer to to some, as as they call it. Is that correct?
1: Well, when you say a silent killer, it depends. So people that get the type one diabetic diabetes, it happens, you know, because some sort of an autoimmune attack in the pancreas on the beta cells, and they don't realize that they're not making insulin anymore until they're not making any. And so they could be just perfectly feeling fine. And then all of a sudden you'll have, it happens, especially, you know, when it hits you, it's like all of a sudden it's like no thirst quenching can happen. You're so, so thirsty and you run You have to run to the bathroom constantly to go to the bathroom and you, you're so hungry and you're losing weight no matter how much you eat. It's like a sudden thing, and and often what happens is somebody goes to the doctor because of all these sudden symptoms. This is with type 1 diabetes only this way. It doesn't mean you can't get really high numbers with type 2 and also have symptoms, but Mm -hmm. with type 1s, it's sudden. And what happens is, is by the time they actually get their blood sugars checked, they're usually very dangerously high. Whereas with a type two diabetic, the only reason it would be a silent killer killer is if you weren't going to the doctor regularly, getting tested at any point, and you're going for years and years and years without going to the doctor, your diabetes could be getting out of control as a type two diabetic, and causing damage—nerve damage, kidney damage, eye damage—because you're not getting checked regularly. So that would be where it's silent. Once you know you have it, it's not silent anymore.
0: Right, exactly. Well, you make some great points there. So make sure, ladies and gentlemen, you gain a lot of weight and you're stressed out and your body's just going through a lot of changes. It doesn't hurt to get that checked. So stay ahead of that um, because you can prevent that or you can actually help to maintain that and, and, and be able to live a more sustained life. My last question for you is... I'm an exercise expert. So can exercise help with diabetes?
1: Well, well, yes, it can. Okay. And and by the way, the head and curve thing, I love that. It's the best way to go because you can actually prevent diabetes. If you have family history by including exercise, dietary changes and stress reduction. A lot of people don't know that stress actually increases your sugar. That yes. absolutely prevent or reduce the likelihood of you be getting diabetes by doing that with the exercise. Type 2 diabetics and type 1 diabetics benefit from exercise. The most important tip I do want to make on the exercise point is, especially if you're on medications or for on insulin, you want to work with an expert to make sure that you exercise at times when your medication isn't kicking in.
0: Because
1: right. if, if you exercise when your medication is kicking in, you exercise when your blood sugar is already low you can get a dangerously low blood sugar and if your insulin isn't hooked up properly you can get a dangerously high because you're not getting insulin on board so type 1 diabetics you need to work with an an exercise specialist as well as a dietitian that's a diabetes educator to help you figure out the best ways for you to exercise the best times and type 2s because you're on oral meds and and you're not necessarily on insulin yet because you could be on insulin and pills, you need to also work with an expert to find out when your medications are kicking in so this way you know how to appropriately exercise and how to appropriately snack.
0: That is great, great information. And me being an expert trainer with a degree in exercise science and emphasis in kinesiology, biomechanics, I've worked with lots of clients and when that blood sugar drops, clients can faint and they can hurt themselves as she mentioned you have to get with an expert if you have diabetes to be able to know exactly where your blood sugar levels are and so that you can have a great workout well this has been an amazing uh episode i look forward to getting this out to the people all across the world marlissa where can they find you on social media
1: well um i mean i'm in several places i'm on facebook i'm on linkedin i'm in twitter i'm on instagram and um i also have um website so um if they you know they just type in my name actually they just type in marlisa brown m-a-r-l-i-s-a brown on uh, you google me i get lots of pages um, you can find me there too
0: awesome awesome so on instagram Marlisa, what, what's your uh, name on,
1: on Instagram? So it, we can it's actually Mar- it's Marlisa Brown 8.
0: Marlisa Brown and the number 8? Yep. All right. Well, folks, make sure you head over to Marlisa's website. Head over to her Instagram and Twitter and, and other pages. She has some great books out, as she mentioned earlier. Go check those out. And if you have any questions she's there for you. She's one of my friends and I'm glad to have her today. And I would like to thank you, Marlisa, for coming on and sharing a great abundance of information for the world.
1: It's a terrific show. And I hope to be back again. Thank you so much.
0: All right. Thank you. Have a good day. Stay warm out there.
1: I'll do my best. You too. Thanks. Okay. Take care. All right, Bye-bye.
0: Bye bye.